Welcome to episode 16 of the Become a Media Maven podcast. And today I am taking over the mic on my own podcast. Remember, I decided I'm going to do this every month instead of every quarter just because I've gotten some great feedback on my solo episodes and you guys tell me you want more, so I am going to give you more. And today I am talking about a very timely topic, if you are listening to this, when we go live, and it is all about holiday marketing ideas. So whatever your business, whatever your brand, whether you are a product-based business or a service-based business, I am going to give you some great holiday marketing ideas to reach more people before the end of the year. wonder how some people seem to get all the media coverage, but you don't? Go behind the scenes with a TV reporter, national on-air host, and news contributor who has interviewed celebrities, took you inside the Versace mansion, and even stood on a chair to interview basketball legend Alonzo Mourning. Get ready, because Become a Media Maven is the podcast where Christina Nicholson is sharing secrets from her years in front of the camera, in the editing booth, and now behind the podcast mic. And if you want to get me an early Christmas gift, I would really appreciate it if you would subscribe to this podcast, if you haven't already, and leave me a rating and a review. This podcast is still new. It's just a few months old. And the more you subscribe and leave a rating and a review, the higher I get pushed up in Apple Podcasts. And I would really, really appreciate your Christmas gift if you could give that to me this year. All right, let's get into it. Holiday marketing ideas. So the first tidbit that I want to share with you is making this timely. And it's timely because it's the holidays, so that's the angle we're going to go with, right? You have to be newsworthy. I say this to all of my clients year-round, and right now the newsworthiness is going to be the holiday angle. Most of that is going to be in the form of gift guides. So I tell all of my clients if they have a product that this is their Super Bowl because Everybody is putting together gift guides. There's gift guides for travelers, gift guides for entrepreneurs, gift guides for kids, gift guides under $100. Any kind of gift guide you can think of, one of them exists. And you have great opportunities to get in them, especially this time of year. I just did a roundup on WPTV, which is the NBC station in the West Palm Beach market. And I'm usually there every month, every other month, just hosting a quick, fun segment. And the last segment that I did was a gift guide segment. And I shared four or five different products for everybody in the family. So I did one for the cook. I did one for the expecting parent. I did one for the drinker, things like that. And because, again, that was a gift guide for everyone in the family, it worked out well. I will link to that in the show notes just so you can get an idea of what I do when I am not behind the podcast mic, but that's something that I still do, Um, like I said, every month, every couple of months. And again, this time of year, it is all about the gift guides. So that's what your timely angle is going to be. That's what's going to make it newsworthy. And you definitely want to start now. In fact, you should have started a couple of months ago, but you can still get in those gift guides now. Honestly, you can still get in those gift guides 
almost up until Christmas Eve because there are going to be those gift guides for the last minute shopper. I'm actually hosting another segment on the NBC station in the Miami market, the one that I used to work at for about four years. And we're shooting that on December 10th, but it's not going to air until December 21st because again, the angle is the gift guide for the last minute shopper. So we're going to include all gifts that you could order on the 21st and get them in time for Christmas. So again, we're going to talk about lead times for magazines, TV, and online. So obviously, online content, you can create that the day of, and it could be published the day of. Now, you don't want to do that because a lot of journalists, they plan things in advance, and they like to schedule things, and they don't want to be rushing at the last minute. But just because of the way online media works, you could potentially put something together today and it could go live online today. With TV, you're going to need a week or two of lead time. With this segment that I did in the Palm Beach market, that was probably scheduled about two weeks before we did it. With this segment that I'm um, shooting later on in December, that's been scheduled for a few weeks. It's not going to shoot until the the beginning to middle of December. And then again, it's airing on the 21st. So TV is scheduled anywhere between like up until a few days to a few weeks ahead of time if you're looking for TV. Then there's long lead magazine. That stuff is three months in advance. And when we're talking gift guides, I think the most popular gift guide and the one that everybody wants to be in is Oprah's her annual list of favorite things. And she is actually collecting things for that in July and August. Um, by the time September and October rolls around, she is done. Everything is decided on. And that's just because, A, Oprah's favorite list of things, I mean, I can't even imagine how many things she gets sent to her, probably hundreds if not thousands of products. But those glossy magazines that you see when you're at the grocery store and you're checking out, those work at least three months in advance. So when they're putting together their November and December issues, they're actually putting those together at the end of the summer, beginning of the fall. So you definitely want to plan ahead for those. But again, TV, a little shorter. Online, even shorter. So something to keep in mind, if not this year, and you didn't miss out on anything this year, don't worry. You can still get some TV stuff. You can still get some online stuff. But for those long lead magazines and Oprah's favorite things, you definitely want to put something in your calendar for July or August just to remind yourself that, hey, those glossy magazines are working on gift guides right about now. Okay, so now that we are all settled on time and when we should be preparing what we need to prepare to reach out, we need to ask ourselves, would this really make a great gift? Like, is this a gift? And I'll give you an example. I was hosting a segment for the local TV station, and one of the products that was suggested to me was an app. And it was a pretty cool app. It was kind of like an app where you would input pictures and it would turn it into a photo album with pictures and video. Really cute idea. And it was $1.99, which is not really a gift. I mean, it's a stretch to call that a gift. When we're talking about gift guides and getting coverage for something with that angle, we're thinking of something physical that we can wrap and put under a tree. And unless it's one of those gift guides for things that are under $5, an app for $1.99 is not going to work. So 
you need to ask yourself, okay, is this really a gift? And again, that's where the themed gift guides really come into play. So if you are somebody who works with um, in the business-to-business space and you want to reach more entrepreneurs, then think about a gift guide for entrepreneurs or a gift guide for women in business, something like that, that's going to work. And there's, again, ton of gift guides, but you always want to ask yourself, okay, Am I just trying to promote this too much? Is this really a gift? And you could make it a gift. You just have to go about it with the right angle. So again, with that $1.99 app, a better angle than a gift guide for everybody in the family would have been gifts for app lovers or different apps that make great gifts or gifts under $5. So it can work. You just need to be creative in a way that makes sense that this product or service would be a gift. And who would want it? Again, you want to make sure you're not earning coverage for the sake of earning coverage, but who is your gift for? Is it for entrepreneurs? Is it for moms? Is it for dads? Is it for expected parents? And The more specific you can get, the better, because maybe that will help you get inclusion and it'll help you show up higher in search. So go as specific as you can. Don't be broad. Okay, so now you know when to pitch. You also know what makes your product or service a great pitch. You kind of know now what angle to go with to get that publicity. So here's the big question. How do you find those gift guides? There's a couple of ways to do this. The first way, and probably the easiest way, is to Google search last year's gift guides. So again, who do you service? If you service other business owners, then search gift guide for business owners. If it's female business owners, search gift guide for female business owners. Again, the more specific you can get, the better. Um, And you're going to find things in that Google search. I suggest just checking out the first three pages of Google and see who did that gift guide last year. Many times when you click on an article, you will see in the byline the name of the person who put it together. And many times that name is linked. It's either linked to that person's Twitter profile or it's linked to other work that that person did for that same outlet, many times you can use that name wherever the link leads to and find that person's contact information. Or if it is their Twitter profile, start building a relationship with them on Twitter and just say, hey, I found your gift guide from last year where you did a roundup of about 15 different products or services that were a great fit for new moms. And I would love to share with you my product or service if you are doing a similar gift guide this year. And don't just leave it at that. Actually share your product or service. A big mistake people make is they reach out and they ask if the person is interested and they just wait to hear back. Or they reach out and they say, hey, I have a great product or service for your gift guide if you're doing it again this year. And then that's it. Let me tell you, these journalists are overworked and underpaid. They don't want to reach out to you for more information. Instead, they want you to just give it to them. So say what I just said. I saw you did this last year. If you're doing it again this year, I may be a perfect fit. Here's why. And say why. You want to include four things. The name of your product. 
or service. Again, service can get tricky. So if you can productize your service, that's going to be your best bet here. So the name of your product, a short description of it. Now don't get crazy here. This is where people start to blabber and they go on and on and then their message is totally lost. Like think of Kanye West in an interview. Like he makes sense for one minute and then after that, we're all confused. So two to three sentences about why your product is a good fit for that gift guide or for that outlet. Not what you love about it, not why it's amazing, why it's a good fit for that audience. Where they can find it, because again, the point of this is to get a link back to your website, and how much it is. Those four things, the name, the description, where you can find it, and how much it is. And then sometimes they're gonna want an image of it. Many times they'll just go to your website and they'll grab something that works, but if they want an image, attach an image. The only reason I'm saying this is a maybe is because when you share an image, many times you're sharing an attachment, and when you send an email to journalists, if you send an attachment in the email, sometimes that'll automatically take it to spam, and sometimes people won't open it just because they're afraid to open emails with attachments. And there's lots of servers that just don't like it. So if you can just link to images or just link to your website and say, hey, there's tons of images here for you to use, that is going to be your best bet. So Google search last year and reach out to the person who made that list. Another idea is to find your target outlet because just about every single outlet does a gift guide. So where are your ideal customers or clients and what are they reading? So if they're reading something like Marie Claire Magazine, then go to Marie Claire Magazine and look for gift guides. Or go to Marie Claire Magazine and search for somebody who writes about different products or who writes about something in your niche and pitch them a gift guide or tell them, hey, I don't know if you plan on doing any gift guides, but if you are, I would love for you to consider my product. Here's why. So one way, again, is to Google and see who's already done it. Another way is to pick exactly where you want to be and either look for a past gift guide there or pitch them a gift guide or pitch yourself for inclusion in a possible gift guide. Those are two ways, and I'm going to give you one more. The third is by using Harrow. Now, I'm probably going to do a completely other episode talking about Harrow just because it has changed a lot in the last few years and not for the better, so I will talk about that. Um, If you're not familiar with Harrow, it's H-A-R-O, and that stands for Help a Reporter Out. And what Harrow is, it's a service that a lot of journalists use and they have their story, they know what they're gonna write about, but they need help getting the information to write about it or to produce the TV segment or even to produce the podcast, whatever it is, all different forms of mediums. So you sign up for Harrow to help these journalists out. You will get an email if you sign up to get constant emails when you do sign up. You will get an email in the morning, in the afternoon, and in the evening, And it will have about 60 different queries in it. And in these queries, they are divided by topic. So if you um, are interested in education, you go to the education topic. If you're interested in business, you go to the business topic. If you're an expert in travel, you go straight to the travel section. There's probably about eight different topics with about um, 
I don't know, anywhere between four and eight different queries under each topic. I suggest looking at all topics just because your expertise could be in travel, but there could be a business question under the business section that has to do with travel. So I suggest looking at every single query because you never know where you could use your expertise to pitch a different angle that maybe you didn't think of. Anyway, back to Harrow and the gift guides. With Harrow, people are constantly posting, hey, I'm doing a gift guide for entrepreneurs, for dads, for this, for that. Send me your products. And this time of year, it's super busy, but I do want to warn you again about doing this. Because, like I said, Harrow's changed a lot. And there are many people who use Harrow to collect free stuff. And you don't want to just be sending samples of your product to journalists who are looking. And I say journalists lately. A lot of times they're bloggers. There's a big difference between a blogger and a journalist. Again, another podcast for another day. Some need to follow laws. Other ones do whatever the hell they want. Big difference. There's a lot of bloggers who call themselves journalists on Harrow who will say they're doing a gift guide and maybe they are doing a gift guide, um, but they really just want your free stuff because maybe nobody reads their gift guide. It could be your cousin's neighbor who's got a child in their basement who creates gift guides on their blog that five people read and they just want to collect a whole bunch of free stuff. This is honestly what people do, and they use Harrow to collect free things. So if you're going to use Harrow to get in gift guides, and again, you can use it and get in some pretty good ones, but ask questions. Um, Many times on Harrow, you need to provide the outlet of who you're writing for. So if you see it's a major outlet, then yeah, that sounds good. If it says anonymous, I would kind of question why it's anonymous. And again, if you are taking the time and spending money to send product to somebody, you have a right to ask, what is this for? What is the publication? And when is your deadline for publishing? Because again, you're not paying for this coverage, but if you're going to be sending out different samples and different products for coverage, that is money out of your pocket. So with Harrow, you want to do your homework before you spend time or money executing anything. Now I say that, Just to warn you, because again, anybody can get on there and anybody can post anything. So I do suggest doing your homework, but there are some legitimate outlets and good coverage that you can get using Harrow. I just wanted to include that so you are um, a little wary of how the platform operates. Okay, so now we know when to pitch. We know how to pitch. Is this really a gift? Who is it a gift for? How does this work? And we know how to find the gift guides. So now we're actually going to draft the pitch. So if you used the tactic of searching for the holiday list last year, then you're going to mention that in your pitch. We talked about this already. Start your pitch by saying, hey, I noticed you did this last year. Are you doing it again this year? If you are, here you go. Um, You always want to include why it makes a great gift for inclusion um, because, again, If you are overly promotional and you just talk about how great it is and how great you are, then it's not going to work. You have to think of their audience and why it's a fit for their audience. Um, Again, going back to those bloggers who are looking for freebies, if it's something that maybe they just want to keep for themselves, 
um, asking a question or two would make that obvious to you. So I would definitely ask, who's your audience? Why is this a good fit for your audience? And you can check that stuff online. I mean, there's plenty of websites. One that I use is called SimilarWeb. So if you go to SimilarWeb.com and you copy and paste a link to a blog, it'll tell you what their traffic is. So if their traffic is like, I think if it's 5,000 visitors a month or less, it really won't register anything. You just have to ask yourself if it's worth it. So making sure that you outline that your product is a good fit for the audience will get you a little further than your competition. Because again, I've said this before, most people, when they pitch, they're so overly promotional and only talking about how great and special they are. So don't come from that place. Come from a place of your audience will love this and this is why. And then finally, the last tip that I have for you is to follow up. And I know this is what people tell you with everything in life and everything in business, but If I had to show you what a journalist's inbox looks like, you'll understand why I'm telling you this. Hundreds and hundreds of emails every single day. So when you follow up, you're pushing yourself back up in that inbox. You're reminding that journalist that you're there and you're putting a little bit more pressure on them to get back to you. Whether or not it's a yes or whether or not it's a no, it's just good to know. So you want to follow up. I use the Boomerang Chrome extension for this. And I will follow up once a week for four weeks. After four weeks, your pitch should be so timely that after four weeks, it does not apply. It's no longer relevant. So I'll follow up for four weeks. And then after that, it's back to the drawing board or pitching new people. And I will say too, especially with Harrow, sometimes with the other outlets, these people will not get back to you. They will not respond you know, a couple of weeks later to share a link and say, thank you for sending me this. Thank you for inclusion. Most of the time people will take it and they'll put it in their gift guide and they'll run with it. And you won't know if you don't do searches. So I suggest setting alerts up through Google for your name, your product, maybe your business name, um, in addition to your proper name, because I can't tell you how many times I think I've captured all of my clients' media hits, and then I'll do a Google search, and then I'll filter those searches to like the last 24 hours or the last week or the last three months, and I find so many other things that I missed just because either the Google alert didn't pick it up or the journalist didn't get back to me to tell me that it aired or it was published. So you want to make sure that you're constantly monitoring your brand online because You don't just want to get the publicity and leave it. That is the biggest mistake that people make. You need to do PR on your PR, and that's where you're going to see the profit from the publicity. I can tell you I've earned myself and my clients tons of publicity, but where we actually see that ROI is when we share that publicity on our website repeatedly on our social media. We're creating a press page on our website. We're tagging the outlet. We're tagging the journalist when we share it on social media. Again, repeatedly, not just once, because people need to see something seven times before they decide they want to buy it. So you need to be constantly reminding them that you are being featured in the media. Hey, look, I made this gift guide. Hey, 
look at this article in case you missed it, here's a link. And there are so many different schedulers that you can use on social media that you can really just set it and forget it. I use SmarterQ for this. And I love SmarterQ because I can share the same thing multiple times without scheduling it multiple times. And I can set it to expire after a certain date. So like, for example, with a gift guide, if I'm in a gift guide today, I can share that link to schedule and then I can set it to expire on Christmas day. So it's posting multiple times over the course of a month and a half and I'm not scheduling it multiple times. So I will leave a link in the show notes to my affiliate link for SmarterQ and you can try it out for free for two weeks. This is a lifesaver. I remember I used to schedule social media posts. I think like every couple of weeks I would sit down and I would say, okay, I'm going to schedule my social media posts for this week or next week um, because it's just not realistic to be on all of them all of the time. But you definitely do want to have a presence on all of them all of the time. Not all of them all of the time, a couple of them wherever your ideal customer or client is. You want to have a presence there all the time because it's a constantly moving feed. And if somebody logs in at one o'clock, they're going to miss everything you post in the morning, depending on the algorithms. Or maybe you go on vacation for a week and you want to unplug and those people are like, hey, where'd this person go? They just disappeared. So it just makes it super easy. I love SmarterQ. I won't use anything else. So make sure you check out the show notes if you want to see how you can turn your posts evergreen. So again, I will leave my affiliate link for SmarterQ in the show notes if you do want to try that out. And again, not just for sharing the media that you're earning, but for anything on social media, your own content marketing. It is a lifesaver. So again, to round up what we talked about, you want to start now. You want to set a reminder for next year to start at the end of July, August. So you can start getting those long lead outlets. And then you want to also ask yourself, okay, is this really a gift? If it's not an obvious gift, what angles could I use to make it look like a gift for a gift guide for a certain audience? And then do Google searches. Look at those outlets where you want to be to get in front of your ideal customer or client and check out Harrow. But again, with Harrow, do your homework because anybody can post a query on there. And then draft your pitch all about the audience. It's not about you. It's not about your product. It's not even about the journalist. It's all about that audience. And don't forget to follow up once a week until Christmas. I hope to see many of you in gift guides this year for your products. If you don't have an obvious product, turn your service into a product. You could do that with a coupon code. Maybe you're a business coach with a planner. I know I have clients who have planners. Um, Maybe it's some kind of strategy session. I know I'm putting together a gift guide now about non-materialistic things. So we're not talking necessarily about products. We're talking more about experiences. So think outside of the box for these gift guides. If you don't have a product, you can still earn coverage as a service. So I hope you enjoyed these holiday marketing ideas. And I do hope you come back next week because I am talking to somebody who has a great, a great product for a holiday gift guide. I'm actually going to include hers in something that I am writing again, about holiday gift guides, and she has a subscription box business. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm going to wait until next week, but 
it is pretty cool and it's a great interview. So I hope to see you next week and I hope that you block off some time, even if it's just one hour a week, to work on these holiday marketing ideas so you can start getting in front of a new audience for your product or your service that you have turned into a product just because of this podcast. And don't forget, if you want some more marketing ideas year-round, not just for the holiday, no matter what your business or brand is, you can always get more help in my three-day media class, Pitch, Publicity, Profit, and you can access that at mediamavenandmore.com slash publicity. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I hope to see you back here next week.